Welcome, everybody. You ever feel like your life is just too complicated? There's too much family drama going on? You don't know who you love sexually and who you're related to? Sometimes it's both. Welcome to the attic. It's VC's PCs. I got too much dust in my Welcome to episode two of VC's Pieces Podcast. Um, thanks for listening to episode one if you did, and if you didn't, that's understandable. Uh, <laughs> it's a little, a little rough town. Uh, today we are discussing book two in the Dolan Ganger Ginger family. Uh, book two written by VC Andrews, we're pretty sure. Um, Petals on the Wind. And if you have not read it, Here's the synopsis. Yeah, I would love to give you a synopsis. So here I go. They were such brave children to withstand such suffering. Such clever children to escape such terror. For Carrie, Chris, and Kathy, the attic was a dark horror that would not leave their minds, even while they built bright, promising new lives. Of course, Mother had to pretend they didn't exist. And Grandmother was convinced they had the devil in them. But that wasn't their fault, was it? Kathy knew what to do. She now had the power she had learned from her beautiful mother. She knew it in the way her brother still yearned for her, in the way her guardian touched her, Ugh. in the way all men looked at her. She knew it was time to put what she knew to the test, to show her mother and grandmother that the pain and terror of the attic could not be forgotten. Show them. Show them once and for all. Big yikes. So, <clears throat> thank you. That was my Tia, and I am her Katie. Uh, <laughs> since we didn't really introduce ourselves, we just we just got into it because yeah, we're it's, ready. It's we are yearning and ready, like we're sprouting forth with it our aching like Chris does for Kathy. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that this is because I had I think one, two, and three for quite a bit from kind of middle school on. This was my favorite. Yeah. Yes, because while. The flowers was that like duh, very very minor chord lit <laughs> angle event. This is I was I was into Kathy and her what we call choices, 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 as Tati would say. Um, <laughs> and I just it was like spoiler alert: her slutting her way through her prime slutatious years. Yeah, when she, it was it was all firm. I mean, big spoiler alert for the rest of the series. They do note that it stays firm. Yeah, Kathy somehow stays firm forever. Ballet. So, <laughs> but well, no, okay, sometimes we're not gonna... people just don't stay sometimes firm get, everywhere that some, she claims to still be sometimes firm. Sometimes things get soft. <laughs> okay? Life sometimes they get floofy. So, we'll pick the story up um, when the, the ch- children's are on the bus to Florida to be trapeze artists. Because <laughs> that's going to work. And it paints a vivid picture of many layers, because they wear many layers to take as many clothes as they can. Pretty clever, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look weird as shit because they're super pale and underfed and wearing, like, fancy clothes that don't fit them. Expensive watches, but poor-looking faces, I suppose. Gaunt. Gaunt. No skin creams could they get. Yeah, the mother. The mother did not think the of that. The mother. P- sidebar: Do you ever wonder about the discovery of them being gone? 
I do. Like, what did they do? They were just like, oh, I don't. didn't up until that very question entered my mind. Let's like this second? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, grandmother opens the door. Is she relieved? Did she shit herself? She probably thought maybe they were up in the attic. And she don't go in the attic. But she don't go days, in the attic. How many days can she bring up fried chicken and potato salad? I don't know. Like I think Today's it episode taken a brought to you by fried chicken and potato salad. <laughs> it's mayonnaise. greasy, greasy cold, greasy cold mayonnaise, greasy cold mayonnaise. <laughs> they call me mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Sidetrack. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe grandmother was just like, "Hey, I haven't seen those bitches in a minute." Kareen. <laughs> Uh, climb those stairs. Uh, Corinne. <laughs> can you That's a callback to the first episode. Can you corral your cheerins, Corinne? Yeah. Can you just like go up that sketchy staircase that I'm claustrophobic no, about and but just then, go look? But Corinne was not there. That's right. She had pieced out with Bart. That's right. This this went sideways already. Apologies. So they're on a bus. Hold on. I think that probably the next day, if the food was not eaten, she would have assumed that... They pieced out. That they pieced out. She probably would have been relieved then. She would have, like, sent John Amos up the stairs or something. No, John Anus. John Anus <laughs> may have gone up the stairs. He was the butler that they mentioned. He buttled with his anus. So butly. Um, so, so they're on the bus, and it starts to go sideways pretty quick, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carrie's got... The vomits. Her head is too big. And it's full of vomit. It is full of vomit. It's a skull that has, like, some brains and mostly vomit. Yeah, she's just projectiling everywhere, and then people on the bus are like, Very mean gross. about Gross. What's they wrong with this puking kid? They didn't pay Get good money out. for the smelly seats. <laughs> That's pretty rude. It is. Like, no one's like, shit, this kid looks real bad. Her head is huge. Medical What's attention. wrong with her? <laughs> is she four? Is she eight? Both? We don't know. Um... But who saves them? So, Kathy notices that they stop for what is described as a huge black lady <sighs> with all of these bags. Are they, are they like plasticky Hannaford bags? I don't think so, because I feel like that wouldn't, this would have been I know, the it didn't 60s. really exist, but like, they describe many packages and bags. Yeah, I don't know. I, so, I envision like, a, like two armloads of just like handy bags. I was picturing more like bag lady purses strewn about her. Okay. Even though she's not a bag lady. Right, right. That's that's the picture. Yeah. And yeah. a great flowery dress. Yes. Yeah, huge mamoo. Penny later is described as getting a dress, and I think it was size 52 or 56. Yeah. I Googled this, and that really doesn't... I needed like some... I needed to fact check this <laughs> to really make sure that I made the correct picture in my head. I mean, it also... Google didn't have anything above size 20. As of course it didn't. I know, I know. So, like, we know they go Please higher. write Google and tell can them we, we need representation. Can I get, like, an equivalent poundage? <laughs> Is yeah. she 500 pounds? Yeah, I don't know. She's a like large 56. lady. But also, I don't believe Kathy because she's, like... Her perception like, is yeah, very, like anybody, Well, also, like, anybody who's, like, 105 pounds. She's like, oh, my God, they were huge. I don't think Kathy's 105 pounds. I've never been... I'm always Huger. supple. <laughs> But let's let's talk about Henny, because I submit to you that Henny is a magical Negro. Yep, yep. Fell into that trap a thousand. Now, if you don't know this phrase, Wikipedia tells us that the magical Negro is a supporting stock character who comes to the aid of the white protagonists. Magical Negro characters often possess special insight or mystical powers. Yep. Yep. Her mystical power is uh, not being able to speak. Yeah, she can hear fine. She can hear fine. 
But she writes, me. like, um, really, like, broken literary notes. Shorthand. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's rude. It, and. TBH. Kathy even makes a point of saying it was the first colored woman she had ever seen. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Woof. I mean, there's not many in the attic. <laughs> I hope not, Jesus God, I hope not. If there were, they wouldn't know because everyone went so pale. Is Virginia, where were they in the Civil War? Yeah, no kidding. No slave corpses. Also, and like, I feel like it's implied that all the servants were white as well. Yep. So, magical. So, Henny uh, magicalizes upon them. She's like, hey, you got a projectile vomiting small child? I will take you to my doctor, son. But then, like, where the fuck was she going, anyways, with all these bags? M- maybe she went to, like, the Costco. Where'd she get picked? I thought she got picked up, like, at her house. She, got, she, got she wasn't pick- going to Dr. Son's house. I thought she, I, I always imagined that she had done, like, a supply run. Of some, she's a house lady. <laughs> a house lady. <laughs> I presume she was getting things to bring to her house where she lives and works. But why did she have so- to threaten the bus driver to drop her off there when it seemed like it was way off track track yeah like wh- what was she doing you know what that's great and that's what makes her the magical negro in the story she, she shouldn't have fucking she been there should not. it makes zero sense that she was there so so we come upon the next character uh dr paul sheffield mm-hmm uh, a snoozelin' on his front porch. Peacefully asleep. His, his long legs splayed out. A peaceful sleep on his face. Peacefully. You hear a lot about legs. Legs and hair. Described. Hair, legs, body And parts. breasts. Hair, it's, leg, and breasts, like, especially, I feel like. Hairy, leggy breasts. Hairy, leggy breasts. Always good you for... You always know the details. You always know about them. So, they're there, and he's like, ooh, doctor, let me doctor you in my home. They make it's like a like like a because like, it's a goddamn Sunday. Well, they make a point to say that he does have a separate doctoring area, much like Doctor Huxtable. And nothing untoward happened with <coughs> the cause. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a pair of <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll get to it. So, so they're doctoring up, and. Uh, I don't know, they're being pretty cagey. They yeah, Chris is like, you cannot tell anyone what's going on. Sit on the paper. And Kathy's like, I would never. And then in one second, she was like, doctor, doctor, we're not telling you the truth. Uh, yeah. Because Kathy is really good at being like, I resolved myself to do this or not do this. And then like in the same sentence, she's like, but I knew that the other thing is what I wanted to do all along in my life. Kathy? <laughs> Kathy? Kathy. Kathy. And this is going to come back. And I will, this is a point I'm going to make later in this episode, so hold on to yourself. Kathy, no matter what's happening, she will justify it. And perhaps we as humans do that, but she, whatever she's thinking, she will then say she really thought the opposite since she did the opposite. Yes. Yes. And maybe people, I'm sure, yeah, we we all reassure ourselves after something happens, but like... Being a third party to like reading a book that's in first person, you're like, come on, bitch. How did you feel, friend, about about Dr. Sheffield just immediately being like, well, I'm going to adopt you? I I mean, good for the Chirins, but. So I just saw that as V.C. Andrews writing being the way that it is where it's like, 
we're not going to mention anyone's name unless it's significant. And like, oh, we were only going to stay for a day. So like immediately knew like, okay, they're going to move in. And he was like, I'm lonely. And it's like, okay, okay. It's a tragedy. Okay. Like that's. Okay. All right. Yeah. So whatever she says, you know, the opposite's going to happen. Or the exact thing. Or the exact thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. The, you it's you like really a, learn how to predict. And that, like, makes it fun to read. It's a roundabout foreshadow. Yeah. And you're like, was I right? You're, like, I betting was. against yourself the whole time. And you're just high-fiving you're, yourself because you will always, be right. You're always right. If you read Flowers in the Attic, like, halfway through, you're like, oh, this sentence means this is going to happen in a minute. How big do you envision Carrie's head being? <laughs> you know, I think that Kathy's perspective is off. Is what Do it you is. think about actual toddlers? Like I like to like an adult head and like a teeny little body. <laughs> I think I think later that it is revealed that she is less than five, shorter than five feet tall. Yeah, like she's four like four eight or something. Four eight nine. Something. Yeah, little. That's actually technically like a little person. Mm-hmm. Four eleven's a cutoff, and that makes sense to me that she would have stunted growth. But failure, they, failure to thrive is a diagnosis. Yeah. But I I feel like they always. They also kind of, like, hinted later that, like, maybe Corey and Carrie wouldn't have ever grown because of the incest the sunlight. between... No, the incest between the parents, like... Hmm. Can we, like, wait, can we rerun this experiment and give one twin sunlight and the other no sunlight? Yeah, if anyone it has all, twins out there... And you would like to lock one in a room for a few years? Yeah, tell us how big their head gets. <laughs> I need to know. Take, like, a circumference and a diameter, a radius... I don't know. What I'm picturing is, like, anybody who's super underweight is probably going to look like their head is larger. Like a Hollywood actress. Yes. Like a Courtney Cox or <laughs> I was just going to say Courtney Cox. <laughs> like a lollipop human. Oh, yes, Sorry. yes, yes, yes. You're, you're stunning. You're stunning. We know body just, shame, but um, everybody is a good body, except when your head is so big. I think that Kathy exaggerates because she's so pissed. And so, like, mm. us as the reader just sort of follow, kind of fall into, like... Kathy's description of things, but we never heard Chris say to Kathy, like, shit, Carrie's head is big. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like no one else oh, mentions shit. it. Like, I really feel like, yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? Who talked about her big head? All the little children's at the <gasps> school. They did. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, yeah, sorry. So they get adopted. <sighs> and they petition. Corinne. Yeah, they like put am out I, a something in the paper. Uh, you did it so Corinne. good. Corinne. So Corinne does not come. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, I expected I her to come. I actually did want her to be there. No, you fucking didn't. No, you fucking Make didn't. Make up your mind. No, you fucking didn't. You're Sheffield now. There's at one point where he yells at Kathy and calls her Catherine Sheffield, which, interesting. Mm. So... Um, they get rooms, separate rooms for Chris and Kathy, although he... Is always lurking. Oh my god. Lurk a tron. Lurking so hard. Um, and we can zip zap forward a little bit. They have their idyllic childhood now, I guess. Yeah, there's gardens. There's gardens oh, that there's sound gardens. lovely. And there's of course Spanish moss and statues, yes. sex seductive, sexy statues. Where is this now? South Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. Um There's no song about it. Yeah. That was just our song. Uh so yeah, like, uh, conveniently enough, Dr. Paul Sheffield is a doctor. And Chris was like, oh, shit. I'm a big doctor. I want to be a doctor, too. I was reading encyclopedias, so that makes me a I'm genius. Basi- like, I'm basically a doctor. And so. then 
he's like, oh my God, Carrie, you want to be a ballerina? There happens to be this studio run by this ex-super famous ballerina lady. I'll get you in there. And then they just have their dreams coming to fruition. Well, I mean, after Kathy exploded. So she... (laughs) So Kathy has to audition for the school. And um, periods all over the place. Her fucking vagina blows out. Yep. Yep. It just explodes. Because apparently all the time of, like, malnutrition and stress... It whacked her period. Made it build up. (laughs) Build up. (laughs) And then the... Uterine build up. And so somehow we're supposed to believe that this super, like, staunchy old lady was like, I know you fucking exploded period blood all over the stage. But you were really talented. Come back again. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the hardest tool to get into. Good job on that uterus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was such a weird... Why? (laughs) Because later, spoiler alert, someone accuses Kathy of having an abortion. Like a miscarriage. No, they said, the whole town knows about your abortion. And she's like, but that was Chris's. And it was... And it was twins that didn't separate properly. Two and she heads. was like, the two-headed baby of my nightmares! It, that, it wasn't even real. It, was it? You know what? I, I, if we're, are you thinking about, like, it was not real and that was the lie? You honestly think? I don't know, maybe. That would have been a fun little bit. Do huh? you think that Paul would have had a jar with an aborted fetus in it just sitting I on his fucking like- desk? I don't know Paul Sheffield very well. He's not going to just... Like, the, it's the desk in his home. He's not just going to be like casually just like, oh, this is here. No, it, someone gave it to him as a joke. That You don't put that on your desk. Also, it would be wicked gross and not look like a deformed I, baby at that point. I know. Even in literature, I just love- as we will loosely call this. <laughs> I just love the idea that they had a monster baby. Yeah, I, no, I don't think so. I don't think That's so. That's just something I hold dear to myself. No, Kathy <laughs> just got her whole ute scraped out of all the old blood. That's oh. all that happened. It was medical. It was a medical event. So, so that happened. And then they have a Christmas um, when there's a lot of um, breast cupping and nip kissing, right? Yeah, is that one? Because she's in her filmy peignoir. It's everything's so filmy and negligee. Super. There's so many negligees on this uh, t- teenager. Yeah. Um, See through everything. All yes. The time. I do believe that he definitely. And, you know, <laughs> so they're look. They're under the tree, looking up the branches, and he is just nippy kissing. Oh yeah. And then, Ugh. and despite her best efforts, Kathy began to respond. <laughs> She responded filmily in her downstairs. Creamy. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and he's like, "Come up to my bedroom," and she's like, "No, maybe, okay, no, stop. I'm just your sister." When she's like, Chris is like, "Oh, you led me on. Which fair? Fair? I don't okay, know. Okay, no, no." I think more she was just like, "This is fucking weird," but also I'm. 14, 15 years, 15 16. years old, like... Maybe she's 16 now. We don't but know. But, like, had, having no situation, and she's also like, this is the closest person to me. I don't want to put them off. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, fucked up upbringing, being you stuck in an attic. Okay. So, 
<laughs> Did Chris go, he went pretty much went straight to college, right? He took some exams. He doesn't have a high school experience like Kathy he, does. Did Kathy go to high they, school? They do mention it briefly, and she is disgusted by their sex talk because she's a pure, pureness. <laughs> she's a pure, pureness. She only fucks her brother. Pure. Um, we've One neglected time. to introduce Julian, who we Ooh. find, who is, who's a dancer in New York, who comes back and d- dances for the company, and... The son of the um, lady who we runs find it. out that he is the son of the, the folks, Georges, who is only mentioned casually. Um, Julian, um, and they have strife, and he is in love with Kathy because she's a pure and virginal. Ah! <laughs> so he's obsessed with her. It doesn't count if it's family. <laughs> <laughs> Woof! <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> and it gets a bit muddled. So she is torn between Julian and handsome Dr. Paul and his manness, she's, his girthy manness. Yeah, on Paul's birthday. Hold up, hold up. I feel like we're slightly ahead. Of oh, schedule. is it still? Okay. Because we haven't talked about the fact that Carrie gets shipped off to a school. Poor Carrie. Poor Carrie. Her head is so big. It's so big. <laughs> Does she have hydrocephalus? Is it full of water? Um, wow. So she gets sent off because they equate an expensive private school with the best. Because rich kids are not terrible. So basically she gets sent off to like a boarding school and uh, gets made fun of. For like tired to the roof or some shit? For having a big head. For being a bird. So this, this conveniently, <laughs> this convenient plot device leaves Kathy to seduce Dr. Paul. While keeping Julian at bay, everybody wants Kathy, and Kathy's kind of living for it. She says she's conflicted, but she's living for it. I'd probably be kind of living for it. Who wouldn't? So it was like a hot-ass 16-year-old who like just busted out of an attic. Who was a ballerina? Yeah. Um, she's feeling her oats. And making oatmeal. <laughs> Fill me oatmeal. <laughs> Such creamy oatmeal. <laughs> Uh, so before the birthday event, there is that time where we learn that Dr. Paul was married <laughs> and that whole, that whole revelation brings them closer together. And she's like snoogled on his lap in like a negligee that you bought me, dear doctor. Is Daddy. this look something? Oh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> is this looks like something that. That a man would buy for his teenage daughter, and she's like, Pachacaca! <laughs> and it's filmy, and it's lingerie. So negligent. So. <laughs> <laughs> These bed clothes are negligent. Filmy negligence. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, filmy negligence. <laughs> Everyone, tipping is not just a blah, 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 blah. So. Quote so that. So they snuggle, and uh, we learn that Paul's married. And then he's like, no, I'm not. She killed herself and killed my little boy, Scotty. So there's that. And now they're bonded through trauma and sadness. They're bonded. Um, I can't remember exactly. Carrie has some idiot dumb trauma at the rich kid school. and all Yeah, I think they, like... Yeah, they do. They taunt her, and they blindfold her. Like, on the roof, right? And Don't they put her on the roof? They put her yeah. on the roof. Yeah. And she tries, she, like, scrunches through, like, a skylight and, like, breaks her bones. <laughs> <laughs> there is a very... <laughs> so such a tactful <laughs> description of what happened. 
launches through a skylight, breaks her bones. There's a very dramatic question mark rescue of her because she's like under a teetering pile of like wooden chairs. Oh, yeah. And like no one can fit except Kathy. And they make a human. Oh, you're broken. You forgot that whole bit. They have to human chain on their bellies like little snakes and grab her out before the whole thing comes cascading down upon them. And then Carrie just goes to public school. Surprise! Comes home every afternoon with Henny. Henny. Henny child. She does dispense the advice. Magically. She's teaching them how to cook, too, which is... That's important! These kids had no fucking skills besides having sex with each other. Mm. And sunbathing nude. Sunbathing nude. And having large heads. And nippy kissing. (laughs) So, we've Mm. arrived to Paul's birthday... And um, he is, and Kathy goes to great pains to make a very fancy dinner. Oh, yeah. There's a souffle of some type. <laughs> um, There's only one kind, uh, the souffle kind of souffle. So Chris is there from college. Makes a big point of it, but then like he has to go back conveniently, and Carrie has to go to bed conveniently, and Henny goes off to bed conveniently, leaving just Kathy and the dinner. <laughs> Are you enjoying this? No. Um, are you enjoying this? So he comes home and he's handsomely apologetic. Um, and so they have the dinner and the wine. And uh, they go out for a walk in the garden. And, and I do remember that Kathy says, I wanted to get you a shiny Cadillac for your birthday, but I couldn't afford Ooh. it. I know, you're, it's, it's, hurt, it's hurtful on the inside parts. Uh, but I couldn't afford it. So I got you the next best thing, me. And she, like, falls off a swing, and she's like, I'm a dancer. We know to fall. And he, like, <laughs> runs over and rains kisses down upon her face. Everyone's always raining kisses. Hailing is hailing smoochers. Hailing smoochers. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, hailing smoochers. <laughs> raining kisses is, like, a stupid, but hailing smoochers. It's fucking dumb, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's like, you're a baby child. And she's like, does this look like a baby child? And she grabs his wang. She puts her hand where it would pleasure him most. That went over my head the first time. I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> his huh? shoulder? She was being comforting? <laughs> oh, you just cupping the old balls there. <laughs> just cup them. And then she says, I took his hand and put it where it would pleasure me most. Around your fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end, let's end this Joel and Ginger bit. <laughs> Just end the bloodline. <laughs> so then they bone. Um, they do it. He like tries to pretend for 0.5 seconds like it would be inappropriate. And then he's like, oh, Kathy, though, you're so beautiful. And she's like, I fucking know. <laughs> I have a flaxen hair pillow. <laughs> it sounds very sweaty, by the way, that she describes it. She was waiting for the fireworks, but it was just sweaty times. <laughs> These are things I remember. I just love it. She's like, I just felt like I needed to pay him back. And you're like, oh, please, VC Anders, don't write shit like that and, and do books don't. for people to read. <laughs> Is this written for you? Oh, for people. Oh, I'm going to no. tell you, audience, you never have to pay someone with sex unless you want to. But she don't feel obligated. To. No, but she still felt obligated. She's like, you've done so many nice things for us. 
He was a man. He was like in his 30s. Wasn't that his 40th birthday? I don't know. He was a man. He was a way older man. They're 25 years apart. So now they have a secret fuck fest. Um, and it's so pure. We the reader uh, forgive it. Question mark. We do. We do not. So this goes on for a time, and she's hiding it from Chris. Meanwhile, uh, Julian is pursuing her. Hard. Hard. And he's very aggro sexually. And he knows that he can be gentle for her first time. Holy boy. And she's like, little do you know. My first time has been really inappropriate. <laughs> all of my, to- all all of my, my times, times have been questionable. Every time. I mean, I've lost the throat. Like, what is this? Like, it is like. So, Dr. Paul Sheffield decides he wants to make an honest woman out of Kathy. And he proposes to her. And she's like, oh my God, yes, I'm going to make me the most happiest lady on the entire planet. Um, but they're waiting. And then it was like, cut to Chris. Gah, 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 gah. <laughs> well, they want to wait to announce it. Because she's going to go to. Oh, Julian talks her into going to New York. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that happened this time? Or she gets like like a little drunk and is like, okay, take me to New York. Not, yeah. I feel like there was some pretext. Like she was feeling slighted about something. Yeah, probably something dumb that did not... Was not factually accurate. Yeah, that just did not deserve her slight. She's got so many feelings. Ugh. But uh, yeah, so they're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. And she's... Tells Julian, like, now I'm actually already engaged. And he's like, I thought you were pure, Kathy. Um, Which, gross. I know. Yeah, like, that's not. Oh, by the way, we for- I forgot to tell you. Shockingly, Julian is also a very beautiful character. Yep. He's got very pale skin and blood red lips and black hair. Curly, dark, dark blue eyes. Pale. Pale. His legs are great. They're supple. We'll talk about legs. So one time after a show, one time after a show, after a show, uh, Kathy gets. Oh, wait. Oh, vi- so z- do you remember? <laughs> so go, go, go. You have, you have really squee. What? Tonk. You have glossed beep, 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 beep. over the entire, her entire time at Madame Z's Ballet Company. So she gets to New York with Julian in a snowstorm. It's so crazy after being in South Carolina the whole time. <laughs> she knit Julian a scarf. Oh, how touching. <laughs> and Madame Z, like, honks her boobs and, like, is very touchy-feely. <laughs> but, but because she has the flame and she's like, fuck you, I don't need you. And she's like, I love it. Yeah, she's like, please keep rejecting my son. It makes you guys dance No, great. Madame Zolta in New York. Not Madame Marishka. Oh, in South Carolina, Madam Z. Z. She's older. There's there's too many so old many. Russian dancers. It's ballerinas. There's so the many eels. ballerinas um, in New York. So they have a, a company of dancers, and they have to. She has a roommate, and there's like very pure one from the Midwest, and like the slutty like ethnic one. Yeah, Yolanda. Cute Real cute. A lot of talk about her hard nipples. Yolanda, I know Yolanda Lang. Always. Bullets. Bullets through the shirt. <laughs> Her small breasts with large nipples. Pronounced nipples. You know and so she, much about body parts. She sexes and she drugses a little bit. And that's what's wrong about her. And she's tall. Boo. She's tall. So she doesn't pair well with others. Nice. 
so they do things, and um, so we we learn that Madame Z is constantly pairing up Catherine and Julian because they dance so well together. Thus, thus setting up this whole kind of well, they can't dance with anyone else. So mm-hmm. now, now they're kind of like stuck with each other. Yep, because only. He's She's so used to lifting up her perfect weight. Yeah, because he he like broke his back lifting an engine as a young man. <laughs> <laughs> so many convenient points. Of course, of course. I can't lift that that giant dark one. <laughs> My God, Kathleen. <laughs> That's what's implied. No, it is. She's true. ethnic. Yeah. She's ethnic. So this isn't me talking. No, this no, is the it's story. not her. It is Jesus. the story. Let's not sidebar. I wasn't saying you. <laughs> just saying. Oh my god, that's a fact. I'm leaving you. <laughs> this podcast is over. We're divorcing. <laughs> um, so, so they're having some success, and it's ballet time. And oh, I forgot that Kathy needs to be known as Catherine Dahl. And why? Because she can't be a Foxworth. No, it's because her mother would know. Once her mother saw the name Catherine Dahl, she would know. Oh, she would know. But... Also, Ma- was it Madam Z who was just like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing ever. Because it was like, doll, D-O-L-L. And she's like, if you need to be like that, don't be like that. And, and then she's so like, Catherine I'll change like, it to okay. doll. Doll, like roll doll, like D-A-H-L. And then she was like, oh, that's perfect. Like, even though it's not the same fucking name. Even though it's the same name. Um, so then, after, they're going to go to London town. <laughs> No, they don't get they don't get engaged until Paul comes to New York. Remember, they like, get a hotel so they can bang, and he checks in <laughs> under Mister and Mrs. Paul Sheffield because that's you have to fill out the forms back in those days. Yeah. And meanwhile, Julian is still um, pursuing Kathy. He he comes at her once, freshly showered with a towel about his narrow hips. <laughs> what? <laughs> like water the weirdest dripping. <laughs> details are given about things. Mostly body parts. Um, Always body so parts. he's like, I meant what I wrote on the hotel register. Just the thing they had. Uh, do you want that? And she's like, yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> um, OMG. OMG. For real? Yeah. So, and he gives her like a fur coat. Ew. <laughs> of all the oh. ethically not okay of all the things and then they're getting ready to leave for London after the show and she has to go meet someone and like who is this like art person are they gonna invest I guess that better be nice but it's Amanda <gasps> it's Amanda Paul's sister <gasps> and she's like you're ruining our family's reputation he's married he can't marry you and she's like no he's not his wife is dead. And she's like, no, she fucking ain't. She's in a vegetative state. Here's some Polaroids. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but also, are they like with you next to that day's paper? Like, I hope so. How, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. How old could they have been? So she, in her haste, marries Julian on the tarmac. Well, also, Amanda oh. was like, yo, like, um, uh, Paul's wife did this shit because, like, he was fucking young ladies. Yeah, this dude kind of sucks a little bit. So Yeah, he kind of sucks a little bit. 
But then later he's like, I don't know, she didn't want to fuck all the time, so I needed to fuck. And like apparently it was okay to find barely legal yeah. girls uh, to do that with. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I guess his wife Julia had some like childhood sexual trauma. Hello. I guess he's got a type. <laughs> and he was like, Woof. And he was like, I guess I raped her. Remember that? Yes. He's like, I tried really hard to not do that. Um, but then I did. So so I started seeing young ladies on the side. I guess that's fair. If uh, if both parties agree to an open relationship, <sighs> and eventually she was just like, look, we have a kid, I'm done. Good, good job. Anyway, uh, that was a whole side part. <sighs> There's, like, so much happens. Every so book is a freight train. I know, and they're not even that long. Like, if mm. you just, like, you can, you can read it. one in a day if you had the time. <laughs> But like <laughs> every every half page is a whole new. It's a whole new revelation. So many things. things happen. Things happen. It is complicated. So basically, she she can't stand lying, Kathy. <laughs> the one thing you can't do, you can incestuously rape her, but don't lie about it. Right. Totally. She can't abide lying. Of all things, lying, and she marries Julian in haste. Yeah, she was like, okay. Okay, uh, clearly, as soon as I married him, I found out that he was the one I wanted to be with all along. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This happens to Kathy a lot. So, no matter what she does, it was Julian the whole time, love, love. But it wasn't really, because he was, like, kind of an abuser. Yeah, he, like, made her do butt sex, and she was like, I kind of don't like that. But whatever, I'm his wife. (sighs) Take away from that? No. (laughs) Um, Consent, even, in marriage. Yeah. He's so jealous, and Chris can't even visit, because he's like, your brother's fucking weird. Which, yeah. Yeah, nailed it, Julian. He's like, I think he wants to fuck you. And she's like, oh, you just, oh what's that over there? <laughs> what's that over there? Um, he does let Carrie visit with her big old head. And, oh, remember that time when she was, like, 15? Carrie was 15 and goes to visit New York all by herself, and she she. She whispers to Kathy that I'm not even wearing a training bra. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can tell that. Look at kid. them things coming off the plane. Look at them things <laughs> coming off the plane. So, Land them right here. <laughs> so Julian's gross is what we're getting at. He's gross. Um, All the men are kind of gross. And, yeah. Uh, ooh, let's get back to that. Let's not forget that. Because that, that, I have a question related to that that I thought of. Mm. Um, now, to get their groove back, Madame Z sends them off to, like, Madrid and yes, Spain, Spain and to whatever. And, and there, Kathy receives, after many forwards, a thick, creamy envelope. And you know what a creamy envelope means? News. It's Chris's med school graduation, and she has to be there. But Julian's like, no, nah, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> don't leave me here. And she's like... Literally, though, my brother, like, got through med school, like, wicked fast. And uh, I can't tell you that we were all locked up in an attic, but it was important to him during that. And then he, like, does, like, a little domestic abuse on her face. It was definitely implied that he, like, beat her a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was fucking pissed. Not even that day. Many times. Mm -hmm. Many black eyes. Um, So he kind of is, like, sexually and physically aggro at her. And cheating. 
Yeah, she definitely brings up. She brings up that like I know you fuck around with like sixteen year olds, like and uh, yeah, his little playthings. But he always Ugh. went back to me. Ugh. Which is like, hey, any polyamory people out there? That's totally fine. If all parties are consenting. Yes, but if someone's like, this is my job as your wife to just like deal with it because I'm not enough. You got you got to go to therapy for that, man. That's not a healthy relationship. So, so then the next morning, isn't he like strolling around in the nude with his long supple legs sprawled out on the chair? I'm fairly certain that it is described that his long legs are splayed out on the chair. She loves splaying men's legs in this. She always Which, looks- if we think about it, it is definitely like a bits on a rented house chair. <laughs> <laughs> like you go to an Airbnb, you know balls have been on some furniture. Katie, now. it's Europe. Everyone's balls are on the furniture. <laughs> so they, it's very Euro. Yeah, this whole huh? thing. And so she drugs him, and finds the passports that he hid poorly under the rug. And she bounces under She's- the rug. <laughs> okay. Where she would never look. What the fuck? Well, she wouldn't ever look. And also, who hides shit under a rug? If I happen to come across something someone hid under a rug to keep me from getting it when it was already mine, that relationship is well over. Well, obviously, duh. Second of all, I feel like it would be a bulgy. That's a bulgy spot. Passwords are going to fly. You don't know. This could be shag carpeting. I don't know about anyone's shag carpet. (laughs) So she goes, and they, and they have a whole nice reunion. And I feel like she didn't tell. No, she did tell. There's a whole bit earlier where they have to, like, keep their marriage secret. And she, like, mm. definitely does not tell Paul that she's married. Ugh. Idiot, you big dumb idiot. And she's like, I could have had this. I could be planning my wedding. But now I'm hiding my rings. <sighs> and then she's like, you lied to me. And he's like, I didn't. Yeah, he was like, nah, this is what's up, girl. And then she was like, shit, I shit. I shouldn't have believed Amanda. It's Paul I wanted all along, and I knew it. Of course you did, Kathy. Of course you did. Of f- fucking course you did. I love, what I love is that the next morning he calls her Kathy. And had previously been calling her Catherine, an equal. Yep. But the next morning, Kathy, just a daughter. Ugh. <sighs> just flip a switch, huh? Uh, um, so... Uh, so she gets to med school, and it's, there's there's so many feels, and Chris is like, I'm going back to New York with you. Or she reads in, like, Variety that she's been replaced in some production. With by Yolanda. Her, yeah. By Yolanda. So he's like, I'm going back with you. And she's like, no, no, that'll be too crazy. And he's like, well, that sounds crazy if I can't go back with you, which, here. Um, so I'll Chris go back never, and just lurk. Chris never has a girlfriend. He mentions one time, he's like, there's been one or two girls. The end. And Kathy asks jealously. But he's like, but it's always you, Kathy. And she's so like, gross. no. And he's so like, no, gross. but it has to be you. I'll never. Lo- Why can't we just be together? We'll adopt. We'll never no, have babies. No, 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 and she's no, like, it's wrong. Yes. She's like, gross. Can't you just like let me, leave me alone? I want to live my own life and not... On the end of your day. Here are my nipples. Stop touching them. Yeah, that, that does happen. Uh, so she goes to where there's a thing, and Yolanda's doing her part, and they're messing up, because he can only lift Kathy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
She finds out that Yolanda's just the understudy, and she like sneaks in and like is like, Ugh. and when she hears the musical cue, she dances out, and they're like having a very like hissy hissy little argument. Yeah, while they're dancing super professionally, not messing missing any steps at not all. Not missing a beat. We're supposed or a to step believe breathtakingly performing while having like a <laughs> domestic dispute. A domestic, a whispering domestic. They call me a whispering domestic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Whispering Domestic. And then he leaps up and comes down with all her might on, all his might on her toes. Yeah, on purpose. Because he's fucking psycho. He breaks her toes. Uh, a dancer. Um, it, the prognosis is that she may dance again. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that just leave a door open to many things? Um... So Chris has to, like, carry her over the threshold of her apartment. And so she's very, like, knocked out, and he's so silent, and she has to, like, look around. It's, it's like, trash. It's ripped up. All of her stuff yeah, is Yeah, everything is everything broken Everything of her is, up. like, all of her, her bracelets are, like, hammered and stomped on. And mm. the things that her and Julian had bought together that were supposed to be heirlooms for their later family. Ugh. 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 So it's trash. And then later on... Uh, Real quick, what, though. What, yeah. All during this, Julian's mom, Madame M, is being like... Madame Mariska is just being like, well, you just need to shut up and let my son be, be abusive and fuck other women. And it's up to you to save him. And she's like... Okay. So we surmise that Julian's out with Yolanda and there's a tragic car accident where Yolanda dies and Julian's on life support because he broke his everything. He broke his everything. And he'll never dance again. And his mother, Madame M, walks in and was like, better that he die now. Not cute, Aww. Madame M. So that's happening. Um, and all Kathy realizes, she loved Julian she loved the, most Julian the, whole time. the whole time. The whole time. It's been Julian. And she realized that if she had just loved him and not. If she had only realized this ahead of time. Then fine, she would have done better. Also, um, like she's pregnant, so she's so also she, pregnant. She found that out that yeah. like right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she tells Julian oh, on his yeah. spoiler alert deathbed. Um, so he ends up killing himself, um, like cutting a tube. He cuts one of his I- IV tubes with the embroidery scissors from a careless nurse. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a careless Fucking embroidering next to this guy who's basically an. I'm here in and to out watch. I'm here to watch the beeps and the boops. Does but I do. I do get bored. Yeah, like why are you even sitting? If all you have to do is embroider, why are you in that room? Why are you in that room? He needs 24-hour watch. But I'm gonna look at my embroidery. Yeah, and fall asleep with my scissors in his hand. <laughs> That's great. Um, and Kathy says that it's Madame M's fault because, um, you know, he was getting feeling back. And there was no life for him without dancing. And she made it that way. And by sure. God, their child will not grow up the same way. If the child chooses not to dance, then the child won't dance. So Kathy is a big old pregnant and, <laughs> and states... It becomes obvious that Chris and Paul were vying for my affection. That's exactly what you fucking wanted, Kathy. Uh, it is what she wanted. That is what you wanted. I, don't, I do feel like she was trapped in like the, I 
it is fucked up that he's my brother, but he won't leave me alone, and I have I feel like I owe him because we, like, owe- we helped like each other survive. So because one day he took the whole day to get tar out of her hair. Oh, stop so it! She's got to give him the puss forever. Stop it! Oh my god! So. <laughs> So, Kathy has her baby on Valentine's Day. Cute. Uh, Oh, here and here we are. Oh, here we are. His name is Julian Janus Marquette, the second or third, whatever. But they're gonna just call him Jory. 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 The J for Julian and the Ori for Corey. Which apparently, like. Chris, like, knew immediately and told Paul, like, well, if he had come out with blonde hair, she would have just called him You know, baby's hair can change color. Yeah, not not in this book. You just are born with bright blue eyes and blonde hair, and that's it. You are instantly looking exactly like you're going to look. Yeah, forever. Uh, fucking Jory. Yeah, that is a text I sent to Katie. (laughs) This started this whole thing, and it was just a Jory. Yeah, and then she was like, I know, like, it's a name! (laughs) And then we were going back and forth, being like, Kathy, and then this, and her choices. So it becomes evident. Uh, so I don't remember when Kathy decides that this is the time. I think they do a little, like, a bit bop, zip, zap, fast forward. Jory's three or four. Jory. Jory. J-O-R-Y. Joritha is three or four, and she, Kathy has to do her revenge. Jor- She's been plotting. To move back to Virginia to seduce Bart Winslow. I feel like there's a little bit of that when they're in Green Glenna and she like jauntily. She's been watching him, yeah. Yeah, she jauntily sauces into his office um, and is like, I need my insurance money. My husband is dead. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, come out to dinner with me because I'm sleazy. And she's like, oh, uh-huh. you kind of remind me of someone. I don't know. Oh. Meanwhile, the whole time, Kathy's being like, I looked exactly like my mother. I, I looked exactly like my mother. Exactly like my mother. I was a young version of my mother. And then This must have been confusing for him because I looked. <laughs> yeah, and then Bart's just like, oh, you kind of remind me of someone. <laughs> Whereas we are led to believe she's that anyone exactly who would have seen Kathy and knew Corinne would be like, Oh shit, that's you. Kareen? Kareen. <laughs> Kareen Abdul Jabbar. He just likes the Kareen jeans. <laughs> Kareen Jeannie. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I feel like my favorite Bowie album is Hunky Jory. Oh god damn. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> so. <laughs> Jory. So Jory. they go to Virginia and the sun rises and you say, What's the story? Morning, Jory. <laughs> Somehow there's like one cabin outside there's of Foxworth Hall. Within, within her budget. They do allude to her budget. I know, but also like it's right there on the grounds. It abuts the woods. Yeah, so they that he can, can sneak in. And yeah. it, she is on her, it's on a budget. You know, they're going to have to budget. And, but she can also, is going to buy a ballet school. Um, and also she's got a maid that comes with her. That's not until after, until after Carrie is not around. So Carrie kills herself. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, Carrie never had a smaller head or a larger body. <laughs> she decided, like, she got with this dude she who was like dating. a mechanic slash wannabe priest. 
And then she was like, I'm devil spawn. You never knew we were talking in our freaky twin language. Uh, wolf. She's like, I'm just sick. I'm just dying. It's weird. And she like writes a note being like, I knew that I would die young. Yeah, you did because you poisoned yourself with powdered donuts like your twin went. Do you feel Extra. like she meant that like she should have died young? Well, she was saying like, I should have gone with Corey. But it's like saying like, I, I mean, always knew the- I would die young and then being the one to kill yourself. Like self-fulfilling prophecy, Carrie. Um, had therapy been invented at this time? She could have done some work. Everyone. Every jaw and ginger. Every jaw and ginger. The soft J. Every jaw and ginger could do a little analysis. There aren't even any J's in it. Jogging. That's the joke. Jaw and ginger. Jaw and ginger. Golly, golly gingers. <laughs> oh, gosh, golly. So that happened. So, And the tipping point was that that she saw Mama and ran up to oh, Mama. That's right. And the rejection of one's mother led her straight to the donuts. So she could die in the same way that Corey. You're, you're laughing so much. It's just so extra. Ham, ham-fisted. Like, like, there was a dude who's like, yeah, I love the shit out of you, I don't care. And then she was like, he'll never accept me. And then, like, I think they tell him, and they were, he was like, like, yeah. I don't even care. He's like, I told her I wouldn't be a priest anymore, or preacher. So unnecessary. Yeah. Make it about you, Carrie. And your big old head. (sighs) Hasn't your head ruined enough? Oh. How's your head, Carrie? So then, then, like, you're reading this book, P.S., and you're like, Jesus Christ, how much, how much more am I going through with this? But we are reaching the apex. We are climaxing here with young Catherine. She's trying to seduce Bart Winslow, but he's, he's a womanizer, womanizer. He's a little womanizer. So he don't play well. Um, so Kathy's point was to seduce Bart over a long, protracted event to get back at her mother and have her be upset. But if, if she knows he plays around, then it doesn't hurt her feelings, does it? No. Oh, no. And she's not even there. She's getting plastic surgery in Texas. Oh, right. She's getting everything lifted and scripted. Um, he does occasionally have to tend to grandmother who had a stroke. And she... Kathy goes to see grandmother. Oh. It was... Okay. So... Going through reading all of Flowers in the Attic and then, like, all of this book and hearing Kathy's fucking venomous hate for this old woman. And then she, like, breaks it and beats the grandmother with a, like... A whip. No, it was like, a switch. She beats her with Carrie's hair. She, like, hits her with a braid. No. No, but she does have, like, a switch, I think. Yeah, she does. And she's like, I'm going to... She, gives she like, melts candle wax on her, like, bald head. What I love... <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> look. You look. <laughs> look. She makes a point of saying to grandmother, where did you get tar? Right? So it's like, thanks, Kathy. We don't know because she can't speak. Yeah, why did you even ask her that? Idiot. So... So she does, she does a whip. She goes, she's like, I'm going to give you so many lashes. A lash for all this and a lash, a whipping, a whoopings for this and a whoopings for that. She gives her one whoopings and then is like upset about it. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, this oh. is pathetic. She's like, actually, um, that's something that tracks finally. Like, 
She's like, I felt so bad about this. And there was no, I found a salve. I smeared on a salve. And beast out. <laughs> she, but no. So she, grandmother only has like a pathetic tuft with, with like a bow. Like, like picture like an infant, like a newborn. <laughs> Why was there a bow? Who did that? (laughs) No name nurse. Make you look pretty. So she accidentally leaves uh, Carrie's hair and her pound of flesh is when she sees grandmother weeping over the hair. That's going to make it better. She was like, well, she She was like, oh, I wish my hair. Were those tears I saw? What I think is funny is that later on, Bart says to Kathy, like, oh, man, someone, like, did a whoopings on my mother-in-law. No one's saying anything, and it won't heal because of her circulation. She's like, I feel guilty. So she, the big seduction of of Bart Winslow happens when he goes to Kathy's house, and she is in a flame-colored dress, slit from neck slit to nine. Slit to slit. Slit to the slit. Titties everywhere. Like, All wiggling... Wiggling around, making cocktails, and like she made some fancy Wellington, yeah. and then he is like, "All right, let's do it." And she's like, "Well, fuck, this isn't what I planned." And he gives her like a little rapins. Um But then she's like, "And then I knew that I had loved Bart since the moment I kissed him. It when was, he was sprawled out. His mustache has made me moistache for years." So, what I think is great is that the next he sends her like like a dozen roses. And then she's like, man, I don't like these roses. And then, like, that same day, he sends her a diamond rose. Is this more to your liking? And she's like, fine, why don't you come over for dinner? Dinner's at five. We eat with jewelry. Jewelry. So then he's like, all right, put jewelry to bed and I'll be over at eight. And she gives him a fucking dab of beans and a cold hot dog. Yes! (laughs) Here. And she's must au naturel. And he's like, why don't you look better or something like put in some effort are you one of those modern women who don't try and she's like this is what i look like deal with it you like it she purposefully pulled strands out of her ponytail <laughs> like if that's work for your life like you can't not have a messy ponytail you can just fuck right off and never complain about anything i'm just saying but um, that's the most beautiful of ever. And now they're in love. They're in love. They are in L-O-V. Just like she always knew. Slash tried. So, so her big revenge is that she's going to go to Foxworth Hall. She tries to finagle an invitation to Foxworth Hall. And Bart's like, babe, what even? Yeah, you can't fucking go there. You know the rules, ma'am. Because wifey's back, Mama Ganger. Mama Gander's back, and she looks 20 years younger, lifted and tucked. And he's like, my wife is different. I don't need you anymore. And then she's like, but the seed that you planted is growing inside my loins. And he's like, okay. And he was like, oh, holy shit. Okay, I'll be a dad then. Like, Fuck I, my wife. Then he was like, I love you. I didn't mean to, but I love you. And she's like, you must leave your wife and come to me and be a family. Um, and then she sneaked so <laughs> Woof. We have reached it now. Woofity woof woof. We... Oh! Oh! So her plan... Oh! Her plan... She's gonna go to Foxworth Hall dressed in the green chiffon dress that her mother wore that first Christmas. And her hair is gonna be cut and styled exactly the same. And 
And because she's not a dancer anymore, she had gained a little weight and gave her a fuller bosom. Much yeah, like, no, much, like, like, much, like, much like mama's bosom. Mama's bosom. Much my bosom, like mama's bosom, was the same. <sighs> And luckily, they didn't throw out the wooden key that Chris had carved from pressing in between bars where of soap. Did you, where did you put that? She, she just, t- she, and that's the fucking key she used to sneak in the back. She goes back and they never changed the locks. Never changed the, I mean. change the lock. I don't, can you even back then? There was locks, one key for everyone's house. Locksmithing wasn't a thing. <laughs> locksmithing. No one was smithing locks back then. <laughs> so. And like, somehow also, when this is like a hundreds people party. She just like slips in the back where no one is She has to make her entrance. No, I know. I'm just saying, why wasn't anyone there? Is anyone in the kitchen? This is a bustling event. Is anyone in the kitchen? Uh, She creeps up the back. She has to wait until midnight. Luckily, Mama never changed the numbers to the safe. And she gets the same exact jewels. Um, Which I just realized that at the end of Flowers, they moved out of Foxworth Hall. But I guess they just moved back. Yeah, like, they were yeah. saying, like, no, they alluded that they were, like, on a long vacation, and that's why they took all their oh, stuff okay. or some shit. All right. I don't know. It, it's all for effect of, yeah. just, like, Chris going into an empty room all and right. shit. All right, all right, all like, right. Yeah. Swan bed. Um, Swan bed. So Swan. It's, it's not yet midnight, so she's just, like, floating around, and she goes, she definitely looks at the erotic book again, I'm sure. Um, she goes back up to the attic. It wasn't there. She looked for it, and it wasn't there. Oh. I know. She was probably really upset. Her loins were probably so disappointed. So she goes back to the attic. She was drawn to the room at the end of the hall. And startling. Startling in the room. As though they had never left toys strewn about. The the track. The The, train track. Train tracks. The little television was still there. Everything. Up in the attic. Where, hello, we are led to believe in a throwaway sentence. Yes. Not even anything. In just like a little throwaway I smelled a body up there, and I'm pretty sure it was Corey. Yeah, like, she's like, I had suspicions before that I never mentioned to you in the other book that I wrote about my life. Never circles back to this. Yeah, never checks. Like, oh, it was probably here. Anyways. No one mentions it again. (laughs) Never! So, so as the clock strikes 12, she descends the stairs. And I love the description of Corinne. Corinne. Corinne's dress. Yep. As being so low cut in the back, a hint of buttock cleavage. Is yeah, exposed. I didn't even know people talked about buttock cleavage before, mm. like, uh, the, you know, the mid-90s when it was a trend for a week. With, the, with the whale like, tails. Oh. What, with the whale tails? No, like the actual butt crack. You don't remember, like, red carpet gowns being cut to show butt crack? I, feel, I thought that cleavage. was, like, late 90s, early OOs. Maybe it was the aughts, but anyways. Anyway. It was, like, a week of just, like, seeing that in Entertainment like, Weekly like a, and then people being like, mm, mm, no. Maybe you know, you know I heard the kids want the low-rise jeans to come back. You know what? That's their choice. Choices. And wear whatever you want. So we are uh, crescendoing <laughs> to the end. <laughs> so she's like doing her like announcement and she's like spilling the tea loudly. <laughs> she's like, everyone, I am Catherine, whatever her middle name is, Dollinganger, and I, I am this like woman's Ka- child. I feel like it was Catherine Lee. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. Come on, Corinne. Corinne? Corinne. So, so then Bart tries to, like, be smooth, and, uh... <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> he was like, well done, performance. Let's dance. And they dance, and they have, a, like, another hissy whisper. 
He was like, oh my God, everyone, here's this ballerina, Catherine Dahl. She's also kind of an actress. We brought her here to frisk you out for funny. no reason. <laughs> Whoops, I guess I'm bad at last. Um, well, well played. You know, if you're going to try to be smooth. So he, so then Kathy's like, can't you see? Look at my dress. Does it blah, 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 blah. And here's all the tea. Hissy whisper, hissy whisper. And then she like breaks away and is like, and then Corinne. Yeah, Corinne's just, just like kind of doing she's circles. Dazed. Like, she's just like, but then she like plops up and is like, so then, I don't know who you are. You're trying to ruin my life. And then Bart's like, good, here's more of the performance that was planned. That was totally planned. Let's take this somewhere else. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's take this planned performance in another room. That's part of it, guys. That's part of it. Uh, I believe eventually uh, Corinne admits everything. Is Chris crazy. came in. So no, no, Chris, no, 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 no. That was even before. Even before. Jesus. There's a lot going on in like three pages. It really promise. is. Because Kathy is like word vomiting and Corinne... Is because he's like, if you've ever loved me, you must tell me the truth. And she was like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then she's like, don't you see? I'm so smart. You would never love my children. He's like, I totally would have. And she was like, I wasn't even trying to kill you. I just they were just the arsenic was to sick. make you a little sick to get you out of the house one by one. And then Kathy was like, nice try, Corinne. You didn't even start poisoning us until after your fucking dad was dead. So bad excuse. Yeah, and then she's like, no, that made it the best reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So I no, think, it's right because I said it was right. So Bart is disgusted with her and is definitely going to be with Kathy forever and ever. And Chris comes in. He's like, I've been trying to call you, Jesus. Because Paul had a heart attack. No, Henny had a stroke. Henny had a stroke. And he's like, trouble at home, girl. <laughs> Henny had a stroke. And then Paul had a heart attack trying to do CPR on her because she's a size 52. Also, I don't think they even talk about that until later, later, yeah. later when they're outside. Yeah. He comes in and is like, trouble at home. And she's like, Christopher, because he looks exactly like Chris one. Christopher, no, I never would have harmed our children. Like she breaks her brain <laughs> and like runs off through a back door. Screaming. Oh, so then... So then Paul's like, this, not Paul, uh, uh, Bart is like, this is all some fantastical information. Can you uh, tell me if this is true? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they all, all of a sudden, there's fire and Fox They're like, Paul. something smells like burning. So I'm fairly certain that it's, it's Corrine. Corrine, yeah. She <laughs> goes up to the attic and lights the whole house on fire. Yeah, she's just like, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Now, did she, was she, did she do an insane or was it planned? I... We don't know. We don't know. No, I think that, like, the whole, like, that, even probably in that book, but then later also alludes that, like, she did this so that she couldn't be blamed for murder. Like, mm. to just be like, no, I'm look, I'm crazy now. They do say, also glossed over this point, that she saved all the birth certificates and Kathy ripped them out of the suitcase. Yeah, that nice. was in the last book. It was Idiot. really weird. Yeah, she, like, brought them. She's like, look, you sewed them into the suitcase and we found them. Dumb idiot, Corinne. Yes. <sighs> So, so, like, why would you? So, people are panicking, like you do when there's a fire, and Bart's like, go out the back door! And Chris is like, these people are fucking stupid! There's obviously a million doors in this house! <laughs> That's really helpful, Doctor. Um, <laughs> Thank so like, you, Dr. Out Chris. The back door, and, and uh, Paul's running out, and he's like, I'm Paul. No. Nope. I keep, I keep, I'm, I'm messing him up. I'm messing all these men's up. Paul's somewhere heart attacked. She's attacked. 
Bart comes out. I it's think hard he's to keep got, track of Kathy's fucking lovers. I well think he's like escorting Corinna or something, but she's like, my mother's in there. She's in a wheelchair. I think everyone was out. And they're like, where's mom? And then all of a sudden she was like on the stoop being like, she, my mom. So Bart like runs in and she's like, Kathy's like, no, Bart, no, she's so evil. <laughs> and he's like, he stops and he looks at her and he mouths, I love you. And then Foxworth Hall is gone and cascading down into walls of flames and Kathy is screaming and Corinne is screaming and everyone's screaming. And, and then, then Corinne's mind really breaks and she keeps like thinking or saying that Chris Jr. is Chris Sr. And she's like, mm. Christopher, I love that children. I love them. So that happened. And somehow, even with hundreds of guests and a million doors... The only casualties in this fire mm-hmm. are wheelchaired, stroked out grandma and <laughs> Bart, Winslow. Bart Winslow, who then they both died of a smoke inhalation. That was it. He was carrying her to safety. Was he even like, I thought she was just like in there. <laughs> I feel like he was carrying her to safety. Oh, um, yeah. And then cut scene, cut scene to the porch. Where Kathy shelling peas with her husband, Dr. Paul Sheffield. Because she loved him the most all along. Like, it she'd was always true, known. It was the true one. It was the true one. She says at some point that all her loves had been based on Bart Winslow. Julian with his dark hair. Dr. Paul when he grew his mustache. Yeah, Kathy made... Dr. Paul grow a mustache. He did it of his own volition. I thought she commented something she about sexy mustaches. She talked about sexy mustaches yeah, so see? much. She was so moist for moistaches. She was a that He moistache. was like, well, let me do this. <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God, you're so much more handsome. Said, no one ever bought a mustache. Said the child to the adult. <laughs> <laughs> when they got married, Kathy and Paul, he was in the ICU. <laughs> something like that. Um, so we have fast forwarded to Jortha being seven and Bart Winslow Jr. is like three, I think. Mm, three or four. And like that, yeah. she's like shucking peas and Paul is like zonked out into his own little world of joy because they finally made love. They, they more, say Some that, more. <laughs> no, 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 no. Since his heart attack. And no, I know. Kid. I'm just saying like. And and Uncle Chris comes there. Uncle Chris. Um, So, and then he's like, Paul's whispering at her. He's like, and she's like, no, no, Paul, we can't. And he's like, I'm barely a husband. You must do this now before the children remember that Chris is their uncle. And like, P.S., I remember being seven. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's not like a toddler. (laughs) So, Uncle Father... Yeah, he's just like, just marry your brother. Just go go be Uncle Daddy. Ugh. Oh, God. And also, Kathy's like, hey, Chris, me and, me and Paul fucked. Is that, you think that's fine? Is he that was cool? like, sure. So, if Paul dies with a smile on his face, remember in the fuck times. <laughs> and then it's Uncle Father time. Yep. They, just, they just Uncle Father. The end. The end. That's the end of uh, Petals and the Jewelry. <laughs> but the big ending is they have their beautiful home on their acreages. There are many acres in California. 
Yeah, they took the money. They let Amanda buy the house, and then they for a steep off. price. They pieced out to took the statues, the sexy statues. Yeah, they they took the sexy statues and went off to California. Where was it? Like San Fran, San Diego. Somewhere it's always foggy. I thought there was a San in there. San Samba Blambo. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Samba Blambo. That's exactly what they mean. They have many. You can acres. find it on a map. Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the ending? Is I feel like it was trying to be a stinger and it really failed. And she was like, "We have our beautiful home." And my sons call my brother, Daddy, when he says, come greet me with kisses if you love me. And they run to him as their daddy. Uncle Daddy, father. Um, but then in life is lovely and Emma has come with us as our house lady. Mm. And it's so perfect. And I did like, but why? Why did I put the beds in the attic? Why did I buy a picnic basket? And it's supposed to be like, gong, gong, gong. <laughs> but it was just like, Oh. <laughs> and scene. Scene. Yeah. My question for you is, who uh, who should Kathy have ended up with? Out of all her lovers. Whomst? Like, none of them were appropriate. It should have been someone totally different. Like, Jillian was an asshole and only wanted to fuck her because he thought she was a virgin. That's gross. Like, even though he's like, he was a man whore, and he just, like, pumped all the dumps. And, yeah, Chris is her brother, and then this other dude is 25 years older, and, like, it's very transactional. And, like, let her do fuckings at him when she was 15, 16 years old. What about Bart? You know what? I guess Bart seemed fine. Like, he was kind of a dick, but, like, he also... Did he have a redemptive arc? They didn't give him a chance. I don't think they died in a fire because he said he was going to go with her. But who knows what actually happened? Who knows? Because, you know, that it it didn't get to the point where we actually had to walk away from it was just words, but no action. Yeah. It was like right after he found out that like Corinne had lied and Kathy was pregnant. And um, I feel like they tried to show his disgust at Corinne. Yeah, for sure. But Um, that was in one heat. Well, that is that is an interesting point. And I was trying to pick I was trying to pick one. No, none of them. Mm, mm, No one is appropriate. No one. Probably some other human person. Well, he would have to have been in the belly world. Another dancer. There's a couple other dancer mans that they allude to in the company. Very, very sketchily. Roommates of Julian's. Yeah, you don't get more than like a couple sentences about other people. Uh, Alex and Michael. Alex and Michael. Maybe Maybe she should have tried one of them. Yeah, we don't know enough about them. Give them a ride. We don't know enough about them, but we also don't know. We also know. No, we don't. It didn't get mentioned whether or not they also liked young girls or girls who looked very young. That was a point. It is said many times about there's and not even about Julian, Dr. Paul. Yeah. Like there's a thing about young women, young girls, youngness, young schoolgirly kind of suppleness. Ripe. Can I get out of? Can we get? I'm done with being ripe. I am into like rotting. Oh, I've been rotting for a while. <laughs> Just yeah. sliding into haggery. I have. I am. I'm a color. I'm in deep white, rot. White and I got. Green I got fuzzes. Moss, moss mold. Moss I got. Mold. I got fuzzes. Oh yeah, I have soft spots. I have everywhere. lichens. <laughs> lichens. I'm likening this. <laughs> I'm just getting soft on the inside and outside. 
<laughs> um, it's hard to not just derail it's into so every book is a freight train. It goes 150 miles per hour. And it's not even like a freight train that's like a line of trains. It's like if, if it's like if the Bonk! if it's like if all the train cars were like horizontal, <laughs> like there's like it just goes. They're all like, they're vertical. <laughs> it's yes, like vertical and horizontal, but not back. Like it's just a wall. That was that one of my notes. You. Not for not for if there be thorns, but uh, the next seeds of yesterday is in all caps freight train. Well, I love you, dear readers, and. <laughs> Maybe we'll see you again on this screen. Yeah, please uh, please feel free to uh, send us any sort of thoughts, questions. Yeah, I mean, I hope that you didn't stop your V.C. Andrews life at Flowers in the Attic. And I hope that you... I did before we started doing this. That was the only one I read. I hope that you went to your... You pawed through your local Goodwill for <laughs> Petals on the Wind. Um, I purchased mine at Thrift Books. Uh, I think it's .com thriftbooks.com I it's borrowed mine from Katie it's basically like the Goodwill so I got like a bunch of books I got like three V.C. Andrews books for like 11 bucks. so, so that's good that's, good that's a good that's a good, freaking good deal guys we don't know how to end so goodbye with that uh, we will be in the attic bye. bye thanks for listening to V.C.'s Pieces Podcast we hope you enjoyed it Technical support was provided by Boo and Matt. Thank you for answering all of my stupid questions. <laughs> Music is Dust in My Attic by Broke MC used under a Creative Commons license. Stay tuned for more episodes released hopefully regularly. In the meantime, have a powdered donut, tend those evil seeds, and try to control yourself at the next family function. 